And now as we turn our attention to the reading of the New Testament, our narrative comes from the book of Colossians chapter 1, verses 18 through 27. Here's a little of what we'll find here today in our reading of Scripture. Christ is the supreme over all who rise from the dead. Jesus was raised from death, of course, and His resurrection proves His lordship over the material world. All who trust in Christ will also defeat death and rise again to live eternally with Him. Now, because of Christ's death on the cross, He's been exalted and elevated to the status that was rightfully His. Because Christ is spiritually supreme in the universe, surely we should give Him first place in all our thoughts and activities. And as we read on here today in the book of Colossians, We'll read that Paul was refuting the Greek idea that Jesus could not be human and divine at the same time. Christ was fully human. He was also fully divine. Christ has always been God and always will be God. When we have Christ, we have all of God in human form. Don't diminish any aspect of Christ, either His humanity or His divinity. Christ's death provided a way for all people to come to God. It cleared away the sin that keeps us from having a right relationship with our Creator. And this doesn't mean that everyone has been saved, but uh, that the way has been cleared for anyone who will trust Christ to be saved. We can have peace with God and be reconciled to Him by accepting Christ, who died in our place. In other words, we get to go to heaven completely and totally on the virtue of another person. And the person, of course, is Christ Jesus. Is there a distance between you and the Creator? Be reconciled to God. Come to Him through Christ. And with that, let's begin our reading today, here in the New Testament. October 5th, the New Testament. Colossians chapter 1, verse 18, through chapter 2, verse 7. Christ is also the head of the church, which is His body. He is the beginning, supreme over all who rise from the dead. So He is first in everything. For God, in all His fullness, was pleased to live in Christ. And through Him, God reconciled everything to Himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. This includes you who were once far away from God. You were His enemies, separated from Him by your evil thoughts and actions. Yet now He has reconciled you to Himself through the death of Christ in His physical body. As a result... He has brought you into His own presence, and you are holy and blameless as you stand before Him without a single fault. But you must continue to believe this truth and stand firmly in it. Don't drift away from the assurance you received when you heard the good news. The good news has been preached all over the world, and I, Paul, have been appointed as God's servant to proclaim it. I am glad when I suffer for you in my body." For I am participating in the sufferings of Christ that continue for His body, the Church. God has given me the responsibility of serving His Church by proclaiming His entire message to you. This message was kept secret for centuries and generations past, but now it has been revealed to God's people. For God wanted them to know that the riches and glory of Christ are for you Gentiles too. And this is the secret. Christ lives in you. This gives you the assurance of sharing His glory. So we tell others about Christ, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all the wisdom God has given us. We want to present them to God, perfect in their relationship to Christ. That's why I work and struggle so hard, depending on Christ's mighty power that works within me. 
I want you to know how much I have agonized for you, and for the church at Laodicea, and for many other believers who have never met me personally. I want them to be encouraged and knit together by strong ties of love. I want them to have complete confidence that they understand God's mysterious plan, which is Christ Himself. In Him lie hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I am telling you this so no one will deceive you with well-crafted arguments. For though I am far away from you, my heart is with you, and I rejoice that you are living as you should, and that your faith in Christ is strong. And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow Him. Let your roots grow down into Him, and let your lives be built on Him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught, and you will overflow with thankfulness. And now from the book of Psalms, Psalm 77, verses 1 through 20. Asaph cried out to God for courage during a time of deep distress. The source of Asaph's distress was his doubt. He said, I cry out to God. As Asaph expressed his request to God, his focus changes from thinking of himself to worshiping God. He says, You are the God of great wonders. Only after he put aside his doubts about God's holiness and care for him did he eliminate his distress. Now as we pray to God, he shifts our focus from ourselves to Him, and that's a good shift in focus. Memories of uh, God's miracles and faithfulness sustained Israel through their difficulties. They knew that God was capable and trustworthy. So when you meet new trials, review how God has been to you, and this will strengthen your faith. Now some of these verses we'll read here today refer to the miraculous parting of the Red Sea. This great event is mentioned many times in the Old Testament. The story of this incredible miracle was handed down from generation to generation, continually reminding the Israelites of God's power, protection, and love. Psalm 77, verses 1 through 20. For Jeduthun, the choir director, a psalm of Asaph. I cry out to God. Yes, I shout. Oh, that God would listen to me. When I was in deep trouble, I searched for the Lord. All night long I prayed, with hands lifted toward heaven. But my soul was not comforted. I think of God, and I moan, overwhelmed with longing for His help. Interlude. You don't let me sleep. I am too distressed even to pray. I think of the good old days long since ended, when my nights were filled with joyful songs. I search my soul and ponder the difference now. Has the Lord rejected me forever? Will He never again be kind to me? Is His unfailing love gone forever? Have His promises permanently failed? Has God forgotten to be gracious? Has He slammed the door on His compassion? Interlude And I said, This is my fate. The Most High has turned His hand against me. But then I recall all you have done, O Lord. I remember your wonderful deeds of long ago. They are constantly in my thoughts. I cannot stop thinking about your mighty works. O God, your ways are holy. Is there any God as mighty as you? You are the God of great wonders. You demonstrate your awesome power among the nations. 
By your strong arm, you redeemed your people, the descendants of Jacob and Joseph. Interlude When the Red Sea saw you, O God, its waters looked and trembled. The sea quaked to its very depths. The clouds poured down rain. The thunder rumbled in the sky. Your arrows of lightning flashed. Your thunder roared from the whirlwind. The lightning lit up the world. The earth trembled and shook. Your road led through the sea, your pathway through the mighty waters, a pathway no one knew was there. You led your people along that road like a flock of sheep, with Moses and Aaron as their shepherds. Proverbs chapter 24, verses 23 through 25. Here are some further sayings of the wise. It is wrong to show favoritism when passing judgment. A judge who says to the wicked, You are innocent, will be cursed by many people and denounced by the nations. But it will go well for those who convict the guilty. Rich blessings will be showered on them 